Welcome, Welcome to, to Minority, Minority Corner. Corner with an Eke and James. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner. And okay, what is going on? I am talking about ways that you can do some self-care for yourself Oof, thank God. in times that are, are crazy. And like now. To, yeah. And I'm also going to be talking about Betsy DeVos and some protests against her. And then mm. also, I am talking about how Black Lives Matter cannot be sued. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Can't sue them, so don't even try no. Don't well, do it. Don't do it. Well, Aneke, I am going to talk about Venezuela. A lot of people don't know what's going on in Venezuela, and it is in turmoil. And I also want to talk about not only the turmoil that's happening in Venezuela, but the power, the power and importance of the media. Why it is so important, and what lessons we can learn from Venezuela, um, and and that there is just shit happening all over the world. But I want it to empower us and, yes. and stay charged and empower. And I also think we just got to talk about all the craziness that has been happening uh, with uh, terrorists here in America and calling oh, them what wow. they are. Right? Mm-hmm. I hear you loud and clear. All right, my girlfriend, my Let's amiga. Go. My, Let's do it. My, 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 I don't know, my soul sister. Shall we sure. do it? Yes, I All am right. ready and rearing. So let's do it. Take my hand, don't leave me behind. Okay, here we go. Thank you. <laughs> hey, James. Oh, my lady of the night. Can I call you that? No, because that's a prostitute. <laughs> no offense to prostitutes. Wait. That's just not the profession that I decided to Wait. pick for myself. What? Yeah. I, that's what a lady of the night is? I thought yes. it was like, um, oh. Yes. Well, who are, who are the... <laughs> I, well, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to identify you as something you don't I want mean, to be identified as. I also just don't want you to go into like an audition and be like, <laughs> ladies of the night. <laughs> Come to me. Let us have a conversation, my ladies of the night. Point it's like some old lady. I'm like, ooh, there be a lady of I the know. night right exactly. there. Exactly. I'm watching you just like on one of those episodes when we were talking about <laughs> jigaboos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you did have to come correct on me about Jigaboos. I didn't know that Jigaboos was a racist term. Learn, laugh, and play. It's not just for the listeners. It's for it's us. It's for me, too. It it's, for, for it's, it's actually mainly for us. We started this podcast so we could be like, set ourselves on the right. Yes. I mean, it's I almost truth. said straight, but not, no, because then that would be, I need to come correct on that, too. You know, but I'm not then, trying to set myself straight. But then you're also thinking about the right or the left. So, Ooh, it is so, so hard being us. Semantics. It's so hard. Setting us on the right, one. on the appropriate course. <laughs> on the appropriate, there we go. That's a tough one. We just worked. It's like, it's like Ooh. word, it's like word math, you know? know like of Oh, geez. But you know, we trying. We, we trying our trying. best. We are so trying. Um, James, um, I am trying. What are you tr- trying to like hold it together? I'm sure. I am trying to get through this this I, mass dash run to the end of the year where things are just slowly and I, crazily <laughs> falling apart. But what do you mean? Because then we're going to wake up and the next year is going to be like, I mean, I feel like we're having deja vu because I feel I know. like we're saying the same thing like I last know. year. It's and like truth. every year. It's true. <laughs> Everybody's always like, 2016 sucks. 2015 sucks. 2017, 2017 sucks. 2017 sucks. You know I like to go yeah. back to your reporting. You said in a one episode, look, y'all, there's no active volcano destroying everybody except for 10,000 people. So I always use that as my barometer. This is very true. We're not in I Pompeii at- right now. 
I look out my window and I'm like, is Pompeii happening? Oh, okay. I'm good. You know, that's what I do every morning just to check. But you were right. Yeah. I, I like to read, I'd like to quote Marvin Gaye. Okay. And say, what's going on? I know, seriously. What, what is going on? Oy, okay. oy. Going on? And I mean, we're recording this on a Monday right now, and y'all are theoretically going to be listening to this on a Friday. So hopefully the more. rest of this week just stays pretty low key. That would be nice. Right. So that way they're not like, oh, this is what they're talking about. You know, those, you know, polar bears who you know, murdered everybody oh or something, God. which I hope doesn't happen. No. Polar bears, you stay where you are. I know, you take um, that intention out of the universe. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. But I would like to switch back yes. to uh, Las Vegas and the shooting that happened. You know, I, you know, oftentimes when there's a month span that happens, I think, huh, wow, we haven't had a mass shooting in a while. And uh, I that ended to today, this morning. I about that, but yes. We had a, oof. in a country that happens way too often. It happens way too often. We've talked about this so many times on so many episodes. There's been so, there's been several. And, and I'd like to just, uh, to prep all of you did a wonderful episode back in episode 36. This oh. is, we've been talking about this for so long. 36. And I think our second, and I think our episode, our second episode was about the Charleston massacre that oh happened. So, I mean, we've been talking we i mean how can we we talk about this shit all the time yeah. but aneke did a really great episode i think you guys should revisit oh, well we you. both did but you did the expose on it yeah you um, gotta give yourself some credit too i just chimed in and said what well thank you Ooh, okay i just oh. gave my insights you know um, you're good at that <laughs> i do give a good ooh. but episode 36 aneke did uh what to do if there's an active shooter and that yes. episode it rings with me still i every time i go into a building or a room i always try to remind myself of those just always yes. knowing what my exits are yeah it's a sad truth but it's something you just kind of really have to be aware of i mean you can use it in so many different instances just always know where your exit is um i guess to go on a more serious note it can save your life you know yeah totally mm-hmm. um something that i'd like to revisit that i think we've revisited on this podcast so it's just another revisiting yeah yeah um, let's do but it but around this las vegas shooting that you know i think 58 people at this time have died yeah at this time 58 and i think 500 are injured shit this morning when i saw it, it was only 200 it was just fucking 500 jesus yeah um well i just and i know this is just semantics and i think i mean i'm not trying to like nitpick things but i want to keep everything in the larger lens of things is like it. Be careful with the words of saying this is, uh, you know, the worst mass shooting in modern history because you have talked about several of other ones that have been just as, like, also, you know, not to play the most, the mass shooting Olympics here. No. But uh, you had your episode 83 where you talked about Tulsa. Right. um, Episode 68, the Texas Rangers. And did you, I thought you talked about Native Americans. You talked about Wounded Knee, didn't you? I don't think I did. Okay. But well, it was that, then there's that, a topic for us to talk about in the future. Well, 1864 and 1890, there were three other mass shootings, the Sand Creek, Clear Lake, and Wounded Near Massacres, mm-hmm. uh, which slaughtered the lives of hundreds of Native Americans and pioneer settlers Ugh, uh, by awful. the U.S. Army awful. and uh, other men in the Midwest. Um, but not to negate like how, how terrible this is, I just want to make sure that we don't forget that our history is continuously violent and bloody. Right. I'm glad that you're bringing that up because, one, we want to um, celebrate the lives that were lost, one, um, by admitting that this is not a rare thing that happens. And I think by saying something as overblown as the worst mass shooting in American history um, kind of gives a semantic look into that. It's a rarity. 
that happens yeah. here when actually it's been going on since the very absolute beginning of um, people that weren't Native Americans landing mm-hmm. on this land. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we need to um, rephrase and look at our history of America being violent and the the mass lives of Americans being lost on soil by other Americans um, yes. as an issue that we need to address. And I I think like and I like that you high not that I like that any of this is happening, but I want to point out that you highlighted Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I you know, we there is so much money being spent on the fear of the other terrorist, right? right? Mm-hmm. Our greatest like look at the fucking numbers of, of the, the our greatest terrorist in the United States is a fucking Americans with guns mm-hmm. who have the ability to obtain weapons of mass destruction. No American right. should have had access or the right to that fucking weapon. And it just, it hurts. It just breaks my fucking heart because these right. are senseless deaths that could be prevented. And innocent I, people. Innocent. innocent. Who are like, and, and I, I don't understand like, when are we going to stand up to the fucking NRA and say mm. no? Mm. Like, this, there's no reason for anybody to be able to have the ability to, to have weapons like this. And I, I, I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm just done. My cousin, my, my cousin who just turned 21, mm-hmm. and she was there in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Is she okay? She just left the area. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, so close. So and, like, close. my... I have a boss and during a meeting I uh, she you know she lost a friend today like these things are just getting like closer and closer um when we home. have these mass events when we have these mass events it's easy to look away and not be affected but the more that they happen the more we're affected the more people that are within your inner circle are affected and I think we all need to recognize at this point that there's a problem. There's a sickness. There's a sickness happening. And this type of sickness, we need to start focusing on to how to fix that instead of protecting our borders. We need to focus on that instead of, um, you know, regulating tax benefits for the rich. We need to focus on the sickness instead of, um, you know, figuring out Obamacare and healthcare for the rich and stuff. You know what I mean? This is, clearly something is wrong because this isn't something that happens in other countries as frequently as it does in ours no in fact just some numbers i like uh per 100,000 residents we have 36 uh murders i think this i'm sorry i didn't get the rest of i think it's 36 murders per 100,000 residents per year Mm. and then the closest next to us is canada and portugal at 0.04 Per 100,000. See, look how big that gap is. Something's wrong. It's huge. And and also to point out, too, just a little side poke, um, that in Portugal, all drugs are legal. So the war on drugs is... Bo- or legal? Are legal, oh, with an L. Okay. Capital L. Wow. Portugal legalized all drugs. Um, and it reduced their crime rate, and it reduced uh, people having addictions on drugs. So I just also like to look... Oh, that's a double point mm-hmm. towards the war on drugs is bullshit. Uh-huh. Okay? I hear that. Yep. I, and I, I feel like there's a, I, I want to, I feel like it can be easy to get numb to these mass shootings that happen because they happen so often. Right. And I think we need, and I, I think that, because I found my, I knew when I got, I got up this morning and I saw it mm-hmm. and I knew that I had an impulse to just almost, 
you know, ingest as much information about it as I possibly could to mm-hmm. watch the news. Because it's almost like you feel, I, I, I've done this before. I felt guilty for not paying attention to the mm. news of it. But I had to stop myself because I said, I need to, I, I know the facts. Mm-hmm. I know the information that I need to know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and now that, like, because to continue to just watch the news reports, watch the images, watch these fucking dumbass pundits yep. talk about their bullshitty bullshit bullshit. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think we re- recognize the shock, trauma, and stress and fear that comes from continuously watching these images. So I, I want to encourage people to be mindful of what they're ingesting. I think you can still educate yourself and be proactive and fire it up to do something about it without... I mean, I'm just so done with, you know, CNN and MSNBC news. They're not like there's nothing that I gain from that. Oh, my God. You're so right. Um, I think we are now in a disservice of information overload. I yeah. am bringing up this point. It's nothing has been cleared up probably by Friday. By the time you're listening to this, all of this is going to be cleared up. But just to kind of give you a clue on how how ridiculous news pace is, Tom Petty. Tom Petty currently was um, found having a cardiac arrest, right? He was found unconscious in his in his room, which is awful. Whoa, and sad. He was taken, I did not know this. He was taken to the hospital. And so I was looking at the news reports, right? First news mm-hmm. report, he's taken to the hospital. He's on life support. Second news report, he's been taken off of life support. Um, third one, Tom Petty has passed away. Fourth one, Tom Petty is still alive. Fifth what? one, Tom Petty is clinging to life but near death. Sixth one. So it just keeps, it's clearly everybody mm. is trying to feed the machine. And by yeah. feeding the machine and pumping out the fastest information that they can, it whips all of us up, consumers of, of media, into this crazy tizzy of anxiety and nervous. And I mean, like, can you even imagine just no. watching news all day long and seeing things go up and down, up and down? Is this happening? Is this not happening? Speculation, not speculation. Who did this? Who's not doing this? Who's going to do this? What's going What's going to happen now? What can you do now? You got to take a step away. I mm-hmm. completely agree what you're saying. Don't like stick your head in the sand. Don't ignore what's going on. Pay attention, but then take a moment to let it air out because sometimes... Yeah the whole resolve is not over yet and you need to it will just erode your brain there's no sense on just gluing yourself to the screen because it's 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 not it's not helpful and i think we just also need to call into question just like be mindful of the image like we're i think we create this we like we glamorize guns are so sexy Mm -hmm. in tv and film and and violence we just you know we can't eat it up and then it's like i mean we desensitize ourselves to it. Maybe I sound like an old ass man or something, <laughs> but I think we do need to just, you know, be aware of the images. It has an effect on our our, our energy, our mindset, and our yes. spirit. Yes. Um. And I think other thing, and this might be a little controversial, what I'm going to say, but I'm saying it in a way to not to cause shock, but to like to to, to jolt and to wake up. And 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 this first part, I think you're going to be on for it. And the second part, I think you're going to be like, hmm? Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm bracing myself. <laughs> okay. First part is, it's, you already said it, but like, and I, I don't even know what the 24-hour circle, cycle news cycle is called. This man was a terrorist. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking yeah, terrorist. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The oh, KKK oh, is a terrorist. Back, okay, we're going back to Las Vegas. Not we're going Tom back Teddy. to Las Vegas. Oh, no. Oh, Just wanted to clarify that. 
Thank you. Could you imagine? I'm I like, know, you know what? You know what? The media needs to would... say Tom Petty is a fucking terrorist, See, and no. it's about time someone said uh, no, uh, no, no. That is. is thank you for life right now. No, Tom. I am sending you pause. All loving kindness, sending you meta, uh, Tom Petty. But no, but like, I, I guess it's just like I just feel like so often. That if there mm-hmm. is a, a black man that's, you know, done any act of violence, mm-hmm. it is so quickly branded as, you know, black thugs. And I just, I, I think, I mean, the number one, uh, they're so white male terrorists and we never label them. They are like one of the hugest well, people the- who have killed and slaughtered people time and time again and there's such a a fear and a threat of the brown and the black folks who are going to destroy things and we don't even look in our own fucking backyard our greatest terrorists are these white dudes white dudes with guns james i really wanted to point out something that you brought up really quick that i really wanted to put my finger on is looking at the i guess we need to call this semantic session because (laughs) when you look at the way people are are labeled as soon as I turned on the news and as soon as I heard the phrase lone wolf, I knew it was Ugh. a white guy. They yeah. will never call yes. a black guy a, a lone wolf. They nope. will never call a Muslim nope. American a lone wolf. They will no. never call a Latino a lone wolf. They will never call an Asian American a lone wolf. They only call white men who kill lone wolves. And they do because, this because it honestly, it sounds kind of cool. It sounds cool, and it disassociates him from the rest of his community. You and I, I'm getting, I, I'm getting cheated. I can feel the fucking chills right now. You and I, you know this, are responsible for any person who is black, who is oh, in yeah. the news, mm-hmm. right? And my first thought was, when I heard there was a shooting, I was like, please don't let him be black, because we are going to be grilled through, because yeah. I am connected and responsible to him. We are, are, are one as a whole, but yeah. the white community gets to separate themselves. It's the same reason why, semantically, mm-hmm. they use the term, there's the term white trash. Right. There's not term, because it's a disassociate, oh, well, those are different Separate. kinds of white people. Separate. We're not usually like that, right? right? So no, number one threat to fucking America is, is white male terrorists and there needs to be a giant conversation and we need to look at that because it's getting swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a giant conversation about that mm-hmm. because because I, I they just, they they're slaughtering and killing and they've been doing it for a time, tell as old as time and yeah. I, I'm calling it what it is. And so I I um okay so I'm glad that you said that and thank you <laughs> I appreciate your tone too it's very calming to me. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm glad that you said that, but I feel like I um I want to address one aspect that I'm thinking of that yeah. for me when I agree with that point, it isn't me saying that it's a witch hunt for all white dudes out there. Yeah, for me, sure. it's saying we need to look at our our privilege and who gets privilege, who gets the right amount of who gets to buy a gun, who gets to um walk through this world in such a way without surveillance and mm-hmm. the highest recipient of privilege in this country are white straight men so yep. because of that i think things get pushed under the rug pushed under yep. the rug pushed under the rug until these these men act out and and kill a bunch of people and mm-hmm. then you can look at some of the responses even after that is oh this guy was taken to mcdonald's because he was hungry Oh, this guy um, had Mm -hmm. handcuffs. Oh, this guy was talked down. When Mm -hmm. everyone else, if you're black, you get shot. If you are Asian, you you know, like all of these different things where um, 
I like I just listened to an episode. God, what podcast was it? I need to be able to advertise this podcast because this was truly important. But it was basically the story about how this one kid, and I say kid because he was in he was a young adult, got mm. sentenced to premeditated murder. So basically mm. he was black, they found some rap lyrics in his car, Mm-mm. and he was to me, as a black person, knowing what we can and cannot do in this country, kind of cringed at this, but he has fully the right to do this. He was um, wholesaling guns. He would buy a gun through you know, wholesaler and then sell it to another person for the, the profit. Um, he was doing all this, and because of that, they found all of this information and um, said that he was going to shoot up the school. when He, mm. did, he wasn't going to do that at all. In fact, he was mm. just bad place, bad time, bad circumstance. But Mm. I feel like because he was a black man, because Mm -hmm. he had an African sounding name that sounded like he was an immigrant, even though he was from St. Louis, Mm -hmm. they didn't even let him get to that point. Now, what was going on with this other guy, this guy in Las Vegas? Were they Mm -hmm. not watching him? Were they not watching Mm -hmm. the guns that he bought? Were they not looking at his friends in the warning They were looking in the wrong places. And I mean, I just, again, statistically, you look at these shooters, they have been white men. And there needs to be a, we need to name that because then we can start putting some focus and attention on to that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. So I think we just tag team that. Well, go ahead. Yeah, you just came at it it from a more... um, Loving approach. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm done. I am just so done. Name it what it is. Um, and you no. know, I think there's also just another thing of like, I mean, just historically, I like white men have just been historically just slaughtering people in this country. And I think there mm-hmm. is even a thing. I'm not a psychologist. I can't, you know, back this up. But just like mm-hmm. of just, you know, power and privilege. And I have the right to take these lives. Mm-hmm. I have the right to take this these, this land. Mm-hmm. I have I have because you're just so used to that. So mm-hmm. we need to call this shit into question. Um, I'm not going to stand for it. And you know what? I want to just point out to all of our listeners out there, it is okay to be done. You know? It is okay to feel the way that you feel, James. I want people to know that it is okay to be upset, to be angry, to point, yep. like, to figure out where the root cause is. I, I just think at this point, we need to really take care of ourselves and take care of our country. And yeah, that means not I- catering to people yep. who have got privilege throughout all these and times. I, I love both of those points take care of yourself and take care of our country i think it's like it's i don't i know that since the last mass shooting that we've talked about i have not done nearly enough in trying to call my state legislator and say hey i want to see referendums for for gun control i haven't fundraised any money mm-hmm. i haven't done my job and I want to st- make a pledge and say, like, I'm going to do that now. And I hope that you and the listeners, like, this is the one that I think we can all really rally behind. Enough is enough. And so at the end of the show, I will let you guys know uh, some ways that you can uh, get involved and donate. Oh, okay, good. You know what? Donations yeah. always work. What does is, yep. is Beyonce say? She says best revenge is Can, with your paper or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. She said, uh, what was, I just listened to that set. She was like, cut my check. And, uh, in, oh, and then best revenge is your paper. Yeah, oh, I yeah, was there singing, you go. There you I, go. You I, came around. I, you I got was, here. You got I, here. I was in Who Run the World, yeah. Girls. Yes. I wish. <laughs> Ladies, can you please... Step up to Beyonce's um, epiphany of the future. I, can you please, I give you the keys. Here's the car. Please go run that world. 
Because, I mean, it, the, the music video looks a little, you know. Yeah, but, you know, there's no guns dystopian. in it. So. It's dystopian. <laughs> but I say have at it, ladies, and I'll cut your check. Oh, so should we get into it? I think we should. Are we going okay. into my corner now, I think? Yeah, we are. Look at her. Okay. She is ready. I am ready to go. You better whip your hair back and forth. <laughs> We are in my corner. What she got cooking in her corner? A cook, cook, cook. Sizzle, sizzle, Miss Fizzle. Oh, okay. I'm into that. <laughs> that was good. I am talking about... So since we're dealing with a lot of tragedy recently, mm. I figure mm-hmm. let's compound it with um, two quick stories about positive things that are happening in the, in the right direction. And then... Um, and then I'm going to grab another article that is basically some four self-care resources for days when the world is terrible. So, well, that little, sounds delightful. Yeah, a little one-two punch. A little bit of information. Boom, some shit is happening that's well. And boom, take care of yourself. Exactly, because that's what I like to do. I like to take care of myself. And then also I like to remind myself that people are out there trying to make a difference. Very true, including yourself. I'm, ooh, I'm trying. Is you on this list? <laughs> Aneke Fitzclair, number uh, one. one. Aneke. Okay. Um, Item two. Okay, you ready? Okay, she was serious. Okay, yeah, I'm getting serious right now. Okay, so all three of these articles I got from Colorline, so I'd like to plug colorlines.com. Excellent resource if you want to read good information, fun stuff. Um, No, I do. Okay, so this one is an article that's written by Samir Rao. Um, It was written on September 29th, and it's basically about how... Betsy DeVos, 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 however you say it, I don't care. Betsy I don't dum like dum. you. I don't like Betsy you. Betsy Dum Dum. Yeah, who's basically trying to dismantle our education system one step at a time. Um, on the 28th of September, she went to go speak at Harvard University, right? So generally, mm-hmm. when you think about Harvard University, you think about, oh, this is the upper echelon. This is the elite. This is like skull and bone stuff, right? They'll probably mm-hmm. like listen to her and be super excited because a lot of these, the perception is that a lot of these students went to private schools, which is what she's, you know, charter and private is what she likes, and then got yep. into a private university, knows. the top private, mm-hmm. one of the top private universities. Um, I would like to educate you guys um, on what the Associated Press reported. That what they say. There were several student activists um, that reacted silently to her remarks, advocating school choice. Well, so she advocates for school choice aid policy. Um, so basically, they had a big old protest at her speaking engagement to the point of even mm. when there was a student while there's a picture here of her standing at a podium um the student stands up in the middle with a giant sign that says white supremacist Ooh, you know what i got you gotta call a spade a spade sometimes mm-hmm. and because and white supremacy is like you know upholding the upholding laws and ideas that are benefiting a certain group of people and that is that that's what she is mm-hmm. you gotta call her what she is mm-hmm. so I really want to commend Harvard students that are out there protesting for everybody they turn their backs um, so 
also, um, she also got booed at the Cookman University, which is a historically Ooh. black university where um, the students she, booed and turned their backs on her. Um, she's also getting booed right now. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo. So this was another one. So I really want to give all the snaps like you just did to these college students, especially, I mean, these are both historically black universities and Harvard. Those are some upper ech- echelon schools. So mm-hmm. the fact that these students aren't being complacent means that there is a rumbling in the younger groups. So let's not discredit them. Um, let's give them a platform because they're doing shit that us. Yep elder statesmen are not <laughs> you know mike speaking of the younger folks my cousin she was on cnn oh wow uh, uh she was like they you know they always like interview some like young person like she was like not a pundit but you know mm-hmm. i guess she was punditing okay and but she was out putting in betsy devos on blast after betsy devos said that bullshitty thing about um you know the t- title nine stuff right because betsy devos was trying to backpedal and backtrack yes. on that my cousin is a huge activist out there I love it. Uh, in support of title nine and she was um challenging betsy dum dum on um cnn i love so, that and she young, and she's, she's doing college. it you know what and Props she was someone and she she was there in paris during the paris shooting attacks oh i was God. in amsterdam and she was messi- i had just left paris like uh, a week before that had happened Ugh, so this is awful. Uh, and she had escaped yep Ugh, gosh well well i'm glad that she's finding the fight and she continues yes. to fight the fight Okay, so we need to keep it up. And also, I did an episode on Title IX, so if you want to learn more about it, check our backlogs. Um, Look at us. I know, just covering all the topics. Okay, here's (laughs) another one on Color Lines that was written on September 28th by Ken... Ken Raw Rankins, and it's about um, the judge throws out case against Black Lives Matter, says a movement cannot be sued. So to kind of clarify about what's going on. Yeah, what's that about? um, Okay, so there was a, um, a cop who was hit with a rock during a protest in the wake of Alton Sterling's death. Um... And so the anonymous officer then filed a suit against the movement saying that they were responsible for this rock hitting him in the head, which one, this is my own side point. Um, you don't know where that rock came from. <laughs> it's true. There are a lot of, it's true. There are, it could be anybody. And one, I don't want to like not point the blame at whoever it could be or whatever, but when there's a large group of people and there's a protest, you don't know who's going to show up. And a lot of times with pe- peaceful protests, rebel rousers which is a terrible way of describing somebody who breaks windows and does terrible stuff anarchists i guess but i don't want to you shit on anarchists an, or antifa has been coming to some of these antifa has, like, yeah, and like the, but, the fringe of antifa has been showing up in rabble rousing these very uh peaceful demonstrations not all of antifa there are some dope members of antifa but there are some who have been coming and disrupting these 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 demonstrations. Which you bring up a good point. Um, whenever there's a group of people, there are going to be people that are way more um, hardcore than the people who, who start the movement in general. Mm-hmm. So groups mm-hmm. of people should... One, is crazy that he even tried to sue a whole group. Um, yeah. And that has its own connotations in I was going to say, it's, you know what? When I think about who this was, was it a white guy? He's anonymous. Doesn't say um well i put donuts and dollars that he's probably white and there's probably some racism behind this i mean i'm even one to say that there have been plenty of black police officers that subscribe to the same kind of racist beliefs that I, I hate to say it but mm. police like that sort of mentality 
it runs deep. Like a lot of sure. black police officers have come out and said, like, oh my God, I had implicit bias against my own people. And it's sure. awful. It's taught. It's taught well, within it. Yeah, I, and I, yes. And but if this black if this officer were black, I would give my side eye so hard that my eyes would like pop <laughs> out of the side Don't of my head. Don't you do that? You need those eyeballs. And slap him. I know, and I got more people to side eye. So if he is black, just know that you destroyed my eyes. <laughs> my eyes are like out of my socket, Ooh. and they're slapping you in the face. Um, side note: Speaking of oh. eyeballs, traitors to the, out of the race, traitors. <laughs> oh, who, who, who's on my list? I um, am just like Arya Stark, and I am adding them to my list. Um, did you know that our our terrible, hateful enemy, Milo? Whatever Ugh. his name, Yo- Mila Yokobapovich or whatever, got married in Hawaii to a black man last Ugh. weekend. What? <laughs> what? Yes. I can't even. Okay, put a pin in that. <laughs> I have. I'm my Kill Bill list is ready to go. And my Kill Bill, I mean, kidnap and give a talking <laughs> to. I'm gonna like kidnap him. I was waiting put to him tell you that. I was so and, waiting. I'm surprised oh, you didn't see my that. God. Who are you? If you were listening, someone get me his number or his Twitter or something. They're keeping him anonymous. I have to do an... He only posted pictures on the back of his head. No no surprise. He's like, no pictures, please. I would too. Now, you know that you were doing wrong. I can't even. This is the worst. Aneke, you have turned me out. You got to calm me down. Say something nice. Okay, okay. Bring me back, Aneke, because you got me. Okay, we're talking about... Remember this this case, right? So this anonymous police officer filed a suit against the the Black Lives Matter. Just give me his name later. Okay, so... Um, the U.S. District Attorney, Judge Brian Jackson, wrote the following in his 25-page ruling. Although many entities have utilized the phrase Black Lives Matter and their titles are business designation, Black Lives Matter itself is not an entity of any sort. So, yeah, you can't sue a movement. Yeah, so, you can't do that. Duh. So thank you, U.S. District Attorney or U.S. District Judge Brian Jackson for putting some common sense into this thing. So just wanted to point that out that one, the students are doing well and they are booing Bessie. And two, judges are out there protecting us from silly lawsuits. And also from I got to just give snaps to the judges before um, who um, blocked the um the the muslim ban so yes snaps so we have to keep on fighting the fight because these people are out here trying to um help us out yeah and i love that you can't sue a movement because if i want to get a movement to get jorts coming back you can't sue me just because you don't like it you didn't even know what a jort was until i told you but i do now (laughs) and it is here to stay you can't stop it i might sue that movement Anyways, no. <laughs> can you imagine? Aneke takes me to People's Court. Dun, 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 dun. James is wearing shorts and Aneke can't stand it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, for, uh, to wrap this up, this is ooh. the one that I'm going to be posting. I want you guys to read this. It is um, also color lines, and it is from Miriam Zol- Zola Perez, who I think I've used her articles before. But mm-hmm. um, we should get her on the show. Self care resources for days when the world is terrible. And I'm just going to kind of go through them really quickly. So the first one is um, a self-care for people of color after psychological trauma by Jasmine. So I guess this is just um, a written piece of work. I will post it. It has a link to it. Um, You can find this in the show notes. 
Um, but basically, the article lays out the ways that um, witnessing repetitive acts of racism can turn into post-traumatic stress disorder. In particular, Jasmine emphasizes that engaging in online spaces themselves can contribute to this trauma. So... Mm. Um, also she offers a chart. So basically there's a chart where it says emotional and psychological trauma. Um, and it gives like, so, um, kind of different things for you to look out for. So mindful isolation. So disconnecting from triggering interactions or other situations that might elicit the fight or flight response community. Mm -hmm. So connecting with people you've identified as your empathetic, um, empathetic and open support, um, discharge energy, find ways to, um, exert physical energy, go for a brisk walk or a run, well-being, feed yourself well, good, good rest, avoid toxins, deep breaths, and then ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. If you find yourself unable to cope, find a tra- uh, trauma support group or a therapist to assist you. You matter. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm just looking here and it is just jasmineblog.com. So you can look that up. So um, number two, 11 black queer and trans women discuss self-care by L.G. Parker. Um, Mm. So basically this one is um, sometimes what we need is the wisdom of others who have survived and thrived. This article provides quotes from 11 black queer and trans women about how they take care of themselves from Blair Ebony Smith, a student in Syracuse. So here's a little excerpt. I practice self-love by creating with the intent to be present and non-judgmental. I create with the intent to honor black queer ancestors and honor my own creativity. To honor my creativity, I let myself create whatever it is I may want to in the moment, whether that is a beat from a sampled record, painting, collaging, or writing. I also move and breathe. I love to walk and practice yoga. Self-care is also about community. I enjoy being in community, celebrating life taking shit or just being with other black queer people so basically mm-hmm. um this little excerpt from um, blair ebony smith is just reiterating what was said before and what just jasmine said just jasmineblog.com just definitely um finding that community getting some exercise or just being out in nature feed yourself well and relaxing and don't be afraid to ask for help i just really wanted to reiterate that and then here is another thing um everything is awful and i'm not okay questions to ask before giving up so we've all had moments where it is rock ass bottom so here are some basic things it's by eponis e-p-o-n-i-s that you can ask yourself there's only four so i'm gonna read them okay Mm -hmm. one are you hydrated If not, have a glass of water. Two, (laughs) have you eaten in the past three hours? If not, get some food, some food, something with protein, not just simple carbs, perhaps some nuts or hummus. Three, have you showered in the past day? If not, take a shower right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And four, in daytime, are you dressed? If not, put clean clothes on that aren't pajamas. Give yourself permission to wear something special, whether it's a funny t-shirt or a pretty dress. You know what? These things sound so simple, but I I will admit that I have moments where I've spiraled 
you know i i go low sometimes um i haven't been clinically diagnosed or anything but i know that i can tend to be a little depressive sometimes and each Mm. of these things have helped me i have been thirsty Mm -hmm. i will drink some water that has made me better i Mm -hmm. will not notice that i'm hungry and then i'll eat something and i'll be better number one Mm -hmm. thing for me especially for those days especially when i don't have to go to work or something taking a shower will work one million wonders taking Mm -hmm. a shower is life-giving we are made Mm -hmm. of water so putting water on you yes so take a shower and then also changing your clothes that putting on a clean pair of clothes after a shower will work one million wonders so It's probably even like getting outside, getting some oxygen. Because yeah. I work from home a lot, yeah. um, and I can go from one job to the next, to the next, to the next. I mm-hmm. uh, through working for my company TaskRabbit to then doing stuff for the podcast, to doing actor stuff or editing movies or something. Mm-hmm. So I try to schedule in just little breaks of just getting oxygen, and that like is so rejuvenating of just going outside for a second, mm-hmm. uh, taking a breath of fresh air. Yeah, definitely. These are all really simple things, and the fact that they're so simple, we tend to neglect them. And we don't sure. realize. I think we have a tendency to not take care of ourselves, which I think like what you're talking about is going back to this thing at the larger at whole is mm-hmm. I, I think like we don't realize how traumatizing every time these, these, these attacks probably happen, we're probably so used to them that we don't even really just take a moment and say, how does this really make me feel? Mm-hmm. Does this hurt? Mm-hmm. Like I know when I first found out, I, I just wanted to fucking cry, but I knew I had so many things that I had to do that I kept pushing on mm-hmm. and pushing on and I could feel it. And then when I finally saw my cousin's Facebook post that she was okay, mm-hmm. I'm at the gym doing leg press presses and I'm fucking crying listening to Kylie Minogue. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you were able to to actually even be at the gym, you know, because you were probably well, exerting some physical energy by going through that, yeah. you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, needed to, for myself, it's like I know I needed to push on and do something, but it also it's that balance mm-hmm. of still needing to connect mm-hmm. with the emotional trauma that massive amount of lives have been lost human beings my community mm-hmm. my fellow americans you know mm-hmm. so to connect with that and my co- and like two of my cousins you know mm-hmm. who were there i know well my segment's done <laughs> um I, oh. I wanted to just on a you know self-care is so important and i think we're doing that right now james by talking to each other mm. you know um it helps to talk to a friend. It helps to share experiences. It helps to communicate these different things. And like you talking to me about your cousins now gives me the chance to give out positive intentions towards your cousin and her survival. And then also hearing about your other cousin who's doing amazing work. Like mm-hmm. it's all connected. Like I don't care sure. how woo woo you think it is, but energy is important. Yes. And um, being able to talk to, friends people that you trust about life and issues Mm -hmm. that can boost up your positive energy like you wouldn't even believe so take a page from james's book who you know (laughs) was exerting some of this stuff getting some energy and also you know feeling the feels without pushing it away um yeah take a shower, take a walk. And, and and you know where that feeling of the feels came from? My three years of therapy. So it goes back mm-hmm. to, I always say, get into therapy now before it's too late. These are great moments to be able to have a therapist mm-hmm. to talk about these things. I just, I honestly think that people don't realize how how traumatic these events really are and to, to sit and process and think about them and feel them. And, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
Well, thanks, James. Well, thank you, Maneke, for giving me the anecdotes of what I need to get my life back on track. And next, in honor of Latin, uh, Latin, Latinx History Month, yeah. we're going to go to Venezuela. All right, let's go. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> but tune in. <laughs> All right, we're in your corner. Venezuela. <clears throat> now, yeah, tell me about when it. When I think of Venezuela, I always think of like, ooh, so sexy, you know? Mm. And not say that it's not so sexy, but there is a mm-hmm. lot of shit that's happening in Venezuela <laughs> that I think, given that there's so many other things going on, that may have slipped underneath your radar. So, oh, and okay. it is Latin X History Month, which I don't know why this is, and maybe someone can tweet this to me, but I Latin X History Month goes from September 5th to October 15th. Huh. That's weird. Different, you know? I Yeah. You know, okay. There, maybe there's like a special day. Like maybe there's a reason why like there's like something special that happens in September and something yeah. special that happens in October and they're like, you know what? We'll split the difference and take them both. Yeah, tell us. Yeah. Tell us guys if you know. I yeah, don't know. So, um this conversation about Ven- Venice this conversation about Venezuela comes from I uh, two articles specifically that I was browsing through. One, it's a little, little plug, is from uh, the magazine Monocle, uh, which I started reading recently. It's a great magazine. It gives you world. It's sort of like. Why are you showing me? Because I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> James literally just held up the magazine to the camera. This is. Like he's doing a show for me. Well, it's you know, it, I you know, I equate Monocle. It's like it's world news, but mixed like I would say mixed like a tr- nice travel magazine with GQ with highlights for kids plus New York Times, and you've got Monocle. It's a lot of in- okay, cool. But it, it takes information from the world, and I really appreciate it. And then also the San Diego Tri- Tribune, Luis Gomez did a really great article. So Venezuela, nice. the timeline that we're going to be working with is from 1999 to present day. So. Around 1999, Hugo Chavez started the Chavismo Socialist Project, which at the time was really dope. It was reviving the leftist revolution in Latin America. Um, and through that, he was able to create the national economy. He used, by, by taking control of the, the, um, the country through his socialist movement, they were able to use the country's billions to elevate the poor. Uh, they started tons of social wel- welfare programs. They severed ties with the U.S. because they're like, fuck this, we got this, U.S. We don't need you and your meddling thing which hey i get it um and they got control over venezuela's oil reserves so that was like they're able to like you know we are a political game player we got oil and all things were good then what happened was nicolas maduro who was a he essentially hugo chavez died in 2013 i believe um and maduro uh took over after chavez died and Maduro, maduro was a former bus driver and since Chavez's death, like four years ago, has just increased his authoritarian control and power. And the U.S. has officially, since then, has named him a dictator. So oh, wow. some other, so essentially Venezuela has a dictatorship right now, right? And yeah. it's insane there. People are rioting in the streets. Like, again, like, I don't want a pussyfoot. Or, oh, that's a weird thing to say. Give me another foot. I don't want a sugarcoat. What's another foot I can use? Sure. Sugarfoot. Sugar I'm going to say sugar. Okay. I don't want to sugarfoot around. Um, okay. And try to play, you know, like, I just, 
I think we get just to be mindful of things are terrible in, in the U.S., but, like, people are fucking rioting the streets on a daily basis. People are throwing, like, yeah. burning, like, what do they call those things when you make those bombs? Molotov. Molotov. Molotov yeah, Molotov, Molotov cocktails. cocktails, which sound delicious, but they're dangerous. Um, yeah. Don't drink them. And so one person in particular, um, Leopold Lopez, he just mm-hmm. recently was released from prison. He was a political prisoner. He was leading the opposition party, the Voluntad Popular, which stands for the popular, popular will. And he was released in July of uh, July 8th. And originally he was in prison for, the, he, he was going to be charged for 14 years for inciting violence. Mm-hmm. So he's an example no. of what's been happening. And this just happened recently in August after their elections which I'll talk about in a moment, um, the government's been rounding up any oppositional political leader. They've just been rounding him up uh. and putting him in prison. And the fact that he got released was yeah. pretty amazing. In fact, yeah. the one thing that I will say, and I've been, when you do the research so far, and I'm kind of, I'm not giving the stamp of approval quite yet. I'm just saying so far what I've understood is that the Trump administration has been handling their responses to Venezuela kind of okay. Kind of. Oh. I, I know. What? I, and you know what? I, I gotta I gotta put it out there. I can't just, you know, say how terrible they're being all the time. Oh, I give them the props okay. a little bit because even and maybe this is an easy one, but Donald Trump had even said, you know, back in February they need to release Leopold uh Lopez that like he needs to be released, you know? Um mm. and but Maduro, I who is he's the dictator who's essentially taken over after Chavez has died, he said, you know, mm. He pretty much clap back. Uh, en- oh, enough med- okay. <laughs> See, this is the world we live in. 2017 political know, leaders clapping back at each other. He said, enough meddling. Go home, Donald Trump. Get out of Venezuela. Get your dirty hands out of here. So people aren't necessarily listening to the U.S., right? Okay. They're not, you know. Yeah. And in fact, like... um. There was uh, another group that is in support of Maduro, who's pretty much saying, um, you know, uh, the CIA is against Venezuela. Trump attempts to overthrow our president with sanctions that are immoral, illegal, and imperialistic, and the people will defeat him. So just to point out that a lot of these countries, they do, not a lot, but some countries who... I would even say some of these, uh, like ISIS or whatnot, you know, they believe themselves to be the the rebel heroes in Star Wars, that America is the empire. We are the evil empire. Oh. And they view us, they that themselves are the good guys, and we are this imperialistic. And, I mean, the track record does speak volumes to it. I did try to do some research yeah. to see if the U.S. or the CIA had done anything uh-huh. to help... Um, you know, we like to overthrow a government here and there. Uh, look at it's true. You know, and we've been down there in South America overthrowing governments and things like that. Um, Colombia. Right. Um, so I couldn't find anything to pinpoint that. So so far, so good on the Venezuela interaction. Okay. Yeah. So we sense the U.S. has actually since put sanctions um, on Venezuela after they had these elections back in August. So they essentially had mm. in August. Um, they had these special elections, uh, and after these elections, a bunch of the uh, political opponents to Maduro were, um, rounded up. They were raided. They, they, the police ran into their homes and they raided their, they raided their homes, um, because there was a special election where Maduro was essentially trying, and his delegates were trying to rewrite the country's constitution. And so this election had happened and people were like, fuck this. And they took to the streets. And so anybody who was in opposition of that started getting rounded up. And in fact, there was even a situation in March before that, the high courts almost dissolved the political parties that opposed Maduro and that were trying to impeach him. 
So it's like he is literally really trying to get rid of all of these things that are opposing him on the governmental level. Um, And just looking at some stats about Venezuela and what's happening. And a lot of this is like within the last like... I, you know, I, a couple years that it has, has taken this huge, huge, drastic downturn. Um, and so inflation, it has one of the highest rates of inflation in the world. Oh, my God. 93% of people um, feel who live in Venezuela felt that they were getting half or less of the food that they needed. You see a lot of pictures of just, like, straight up fucking empty shelves. And so when I see that, and I do recognize, yeah. I'm like, yeah, our president is pretty shitty. And, like, oh, there are, I mean, listen. And we just had a fucking terrorist attack in this country. Um, But it's still just looking at like the broader, greater picture. It's like there's still food on our shelves. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like terrible things happen in our country, but we can't think that we're the center of the universe. Yeah, and that's a th- there's other things that are happening in the world right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I mean, if you really look at it, if 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 the world is the Hunger Games, we by living in America, you live in the capital. You know. I wouldn't put us up there right yet, but we're definitely up there. But what I mean is that, like, it's a pretty, you. there's a lot of advantage. I mean, there's just a lot of technology and and advantages. And again, like, I do, I'm a coastal boy, so I've only lived on the West Coast and the East Coast, and I'm sure that there are places that are not so much there, but... I completely get what you're saying, but I just think that there are several, there are several countries that would be considered the capital, you know? Like, that... To me, like is who? like calling us the capital would be but, like us, like who, like England, like France, Singapore, well, what, um, Hong Kong. What I mean by that is, that I just mean like the way of life and the 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 things that we have here, right? Um, and I think it, that they have that there too. Well, I just think that I, I, I don't want to make us the center of the universe. But I, you know? I you're missing my point because I'm not saying that. Um, and I what I meaning is is not just the U.S. Is well, I. I'll backtrack this. I don't mean just the U.S. What I mean is um, Western mm-hmm. civilization. So I would, I would, I, okay. I put, for me, I don't see a huge difference, I guess. And I didn't explain, like, I don't see, because um, our businesses are so intrinsically connected, you know, and I go to yeah. Europe, I don't see a huge difference between, um, mm-hmm. between the U.S. And, and then I would say, like, uh, London or something like that. Like, our cities are so yeah. intertwined with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Since I uh, so since 2013, 22 newspapers have shut down in Venezuela. So they're losing like losing their newspapers. 3,600 yeah. protesters have been arrested between April and July of this year. Uh, their foreign reserves. So the part of the huge problem was is they they had all this oil and then through mismanagement and misspending, um, back in 2009, their foreign reserves. Uh, were uh, worth $43 billion. They had amounts ranging into $43 billion. Now they have $10 billion today. Mm. Um, Venezuelans oh, claiming asylum worldwide in 2016 alone, 34200 So Dang. I also want to point that picture that, you know, there are people who are fleeing this country yeah. um, and, and that are coming... You know, it's not just. I also like to point the picture of like immigrants who are coming here. It's there's not just from Mexico. It's people all over from Central America and right. South America that are needing refuge. Um, yeah, they are. It's the crime rate. It got rated the most violent city in the world in 2016. Oh Twenty one thousand seven hundred and fifty two murders alone. Right. Jesus. So, um, yeah. So that's going down. So, um, so that's that's the picture of what's happening in Venezuela. The next thing I wanted to point out is their, the, the importance and power of media. 
Um, their media is is holding as strong as it can when the government is trying to take it down left and right. So mm. so far, like I said, um, they've lost about twenty twenty two of their newspapers. The last oppositional newspaper that's still left is El Nacional, and it is ran by Miguel Henrique Otero. He's editor in chief. Oh. He's having to run it from Madrid because he's essentially in exile. If he goes oh, back shit, to Venezuela, he goes to prison. And it's a daily newspaper. It's in it's bananas and hat goes off to this man and his dedication to his people. He didn't just like, well, I'm out. Like he's over there and still trying to get the word out. Um, and it's crazy. Like sometimes they have to go through other Latin American newspaper sources to get these printed out it's that's nuts. it's on the black market essentially sometimes it's like hard to find um mm. and that the struggle even to keep uh the machines running when they are able to print it's really hard because the government controls the paper distribution so sometimes they can't even Ugh. afford to uh get it get it printed or paid on a daily basis a literal no freedom of press exactly and so that's the other thing is that like i just was looking at this as like shit things are tough here in a fucking america but god damn like over here right yeah. um right. one of the writers for el nacional patricia sapato uh sapadaro patricia sapadaro i'm trying to work on my okay. spanish um so she says we are here to document history it's more than just reporting mm. what about all yeah. those children dying in hospitals what about businesses that are looted? We are working to print every piece of the puzzle so that the future generations have the full picture. Which is so good. So good. So important. Not to toot our own horn, but it's like, you know, this is why you and I got involved in this business. Because, and I've said this before, the most important jobs for us as a human species are storytelling and getting those stories mm. out there. Um, mm -hmm. So we, you know, aren't doomed to repeat the same yeah. things happening. I think there's a lot we can learn from what's happening in Venezuela. Yeah. So when we start seeing those things, yeah, this is insane. when we start seeing those yeah. things like tick up. Um, so I, yeah. And also just a sidebar. I'm also, I was surprised that so far the U S has not intervened militarily, but I did mention this earlier. They, we have since placed sanctions on, um, Venezuela. I was surprised because oh, wow. Venezuela has oil. So, oh, right? yeah, that's interesting I, that we've done that. That must be, it must be serious. It's though. a country in turmoil. We've like not gotten involved, but also like, I, I don't know when's the last time we've gotten in a military um, conflict with a South American country too. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a hard ticket to sell to folks. Because um, right. you know, we always after that oil. So I guess they just haven't found the right story um, for us to be able to get involved in that conflict, you know? Yeah, fascinating. Um, and then there's Caesar mm. Caesar Miguel Rondon. Rondon. He has a three hour morning show that is in its 26th consecutive year. He oh, wow. has um, his audience has just blown up over the last few years. Just with I mean, people are in such opposition of their authoritarian government. Um, he has barbed wide, wired fences outside of his studio for security. He has a huge security team. His passport's been confiscated. Um, oh my god and he's been cited for quote unquote inciting violence but again this is just um, the government's yeah yeah right you get you get what that semantics. means semantics <laughs> yeah exactly he's just telling the truth he's just telling the truth my favorite organization that is working in um, to fight the opposition and it's literally the media the and journalists so journalists and politicians are working together um, against their authoritarian governments so they're going hand in hand so again the power of media on journalism it's so crucial and important mm -hmm. it is our essentially our fourth judicial branch in america 
And so it's a problem when the, our head of state is, is trying to call these, the, our, our, our fourth judicial branch that it's fake. Right. Mm, so we need to be mm-hmm. weary and really push against that uh, of what, you know, if, if, if that loses credibility, it, it, it's, it's really challenging. Um, right. My favorite is L Bus TV. What's L Bus huh. TV, you ask? Yeah, what is it? They are a group of guerrilla journalists. You know, oh, right? So they are guerrilla yeah. uh, journalists because most TV has been censored. It's all like government controlled and owned. So right. um, it started back on the 27th of May, 27th of May this year uh, to mark the closing of the 10th anniversary of a very influential and critical private network called Radio Caracas Television. And Caracas is um, the, I believe it's the capital of Venezuela or the one of the larger cities of Venezuela. Um, What they do is a journalist gets on a bus and they read three minutes of script from behind a cardboard television set. So there's someone, oh my God. <laughs> they're on a bus and there's someone, cause there's That's no like, it's, and the buses are their major metro. There's no like underground or subway. So someone's like holding yeah. up this cardboard, you know, cut out of a TV and they read oh like a God. three minute script of information. So while you're on your way to work or whatnot, you're getting the news yeah. and information there. That is funny. It's, like, I just love just the like ro- yeah. rolling up the sleeves, getting in the trenches, getting creative as well. Like, right, fuck, you're on this right. bus. You're going to listen to this information. Um, and that their team has grown from 60 to 50 volunteers in the in, in just a few months. Um, yeah. And it's really about just access of information. Um, and that, like, this one of the facts that, like, the government tries to say... Um, oh, wait, what was it? Something to the effect of... Oh, no, one, one piece of information that really got people... They were like, whoa. Um, one can of tear gas is, like, equal to um, an, an amount of groceries for one person's family. Oh. So the tear gas the and the tear gas that they're, I mean, they're using tear gas on the rag because there's protests oh happening God. daily. And you should see the pictures of these protesters. I mean, it is, it looks, it's like a fucking war. These people wow, are checked out to the a fucking war. So oh my God. what to do? What can we, yeah. what to do here? Yeah, and we kind of, exactly. we kind of touched on it. And I don't know there's much that we can necessarily do for the country of Venezuela, but I wanted to show this because I think that there's been, you know, it can, like you were saying, I think it can be easy to be wrapped up in the drama of the United States and how, oh, things are so terrible here and, oh, things are so bad and right. so scary, so scary, so scary. But yeah, it's weird because it, I'm not trying to, like, in some ways, it's like looking at the rest of the world. It's like, one, well, y'all, there is shit going down all over the place and people are, like, are focusing on their, their own things. And there's also, with that, yeah. the flip side. There's a lot of great, beautiful, amazing other things that are also happening. But, true, I, you know, I, I, I think that there's such, instead of, I, for me, it's like the greatest threats are not coming from outside terrorists or North Korea or something. Like, we're pretty fucking protected with our giant two oceans on both sides, Mexico and Canada. Uh, we got to take a look on the inside. And I think that's empowering because we can do mm. things about that, right? We can... Mm-hmm have these conversations about gun violence, about racism, and actually do something about them while still having food in our grocery stores, while still having many of the luxuries that we uh, get to have that other people don't have, where we can actually, like, I'm sure there's many in Venezuela who don't have the opportunity to talk about self-care. Like, that is such a great, beautiful privilege that we do get to have, you know? Right. Um, And so I wanted to show on the the flip side and let this empower folks of, of, of getting involved and take note like 
Venezuela has been stripped of so many things. We can continue to get creative. You got to get on a bus and read some news and some facts to people. Maybe we take the minority corner bus tour. I don't know. Um, so how do we help Venezuela? <laughs> is there like, can we donate to them? Or is there like, do we just sit back and, and watch? Or what, what would you suggest? Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not like a donate to Venezuela button that any of these articles or any of the research that I, I found to, to propose. Um, I do think that, there's a lot of other things that you can put your money and resources to, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And my, my main focus was to bring uh, attention to another story that awareness. is happening, yeah. bringing awareness to it and to let, to encourage to light a fire under people's asses to get involved in their own country. Because I don't necessarily think it's that like true. it is our job um, to fight all the fights of all around the world. Uh, I think we, I, I know I ask a lot of myself and of our listeners. So what I would like to see you all do is getting involved here on the home front, um, not letting uh, that that's the whole entire yeah. point of this. Cause I, I, I think yeah. like, Hey, we can only, only do so much. Um, so, but I think that right. we're such a world leader. Let's get things going really, really well here because through that, yeah, that's good we can point. then have mm-hmm. some good influence across the world. And then when we say to another country, hey, y'all, don't do that, they won't be able to call bullshit on us because that's like, Very you know, true. like he was just like, Madonna was like, go fuck yourself. Look at your fucking messed up country. And he was right. Right. So it's so true. It's so true that once we need to get our shit in order before we can start pointing fingers at other places. So I think that's a good way to grab inspiration and see how these people are persisting, even with their news on buses through time to get information to people. Yep. So we definitely need to take a page out of their book. Absolutely. I enjoyed, I, that's the thing. I really enjoyed reading about their, their persistence and they're at a point where like, they have to fight. The struggle is like, there's no like, oh, I might, you know, watch this reality TV show today or something. Like they have to get out and fight on a daily basis because that's just where their, their government is. We have the luxury of we're not quite to that that point yet. And I think that, you know, keep doing the work, keep getting out there, fighting the good fight. And uh, and keep an eye when like certain people start disappearing, like the whole entire lock her up stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's like Maduro. That is people trying yeah. to lock up the people to their opposition. So it's like exactly. the the flags for dictatorship are here, and 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 part of allowing and having a great journalism and, and media and and sharing these stories is seeing what's happening in other countries, looking what, what's happening there, and making sure that shit doesn't happen here. Uh, happen here. And once we clean up our shit, then maybe we can go be the Oprahs of the world and go help out everybody else. Amen to that. Amen to that man well that's it episode yeah we did it we did (laughs) this was like investigative news reporting extravaganza i literally i felt like i was anderson cooper but just you know (laughs) i was gonna say sexier but i won't claim that but definitely blacker definitely blacker i am definitely he can't take that from me you can you cannot (laughs) take this away from me silver fox not today Well, Aneke, I don't know if you know this, but our 100th episode is just around the corner. We are at 99. Oh, my God. That's it's the next one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we are taking a break. So we are going to take a two week break. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to take a two little break just so we want to make sure that this episode is uh, the celebration and extravaganza that 100 episodes I deserves. And many of you have listened to all of them. And yes. And we're Thank excited. You. Thank you for all that for 
for just being there and listening to us gab and and inform you and talk about Jennifer Hudson and start feuds and all kinds of things. So, Um, yeah, don't we have like a contest going on for the hundredth episode? You is so right, Aneke. Um, mm-hmm. So we have a little bit of a contest happening. Not a little bit. It's a contest. <laughs> um, so if we reach, in honor of 100 listeners, if we reach 100 reviews, we're going to do a raffle for one of the reviewers that's going to win a Minority Corner prize pack. And y'all, we're Woo! at 82. We're at 82 reviews. We're almost oh, there. We are so close. Dangerously close. We 18 so more close. reviews. That is and- under 20. I mean, oh my God. So you can even just have like your 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 boyfriend, your partner, your girlfriend, your mom's girlfriend, your neighbor, write Everybody. a review if you want this, you know, price pack. <laughs> um, so we I really, wanna Oh yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, no, well, no. I wanna hear what you're gonna say. Well, I just wanted to really emphasize the fact that yeah, we have this contest going, but these reviews really help people find us on iTunes. So yes. thank you to the eighty two people that have already left reviews. We even, appreciate it. It is really awesome and vital for our podcast to thrive <laughs> and not so much thank you to the five of you who wrote one star but thank you, you know what? whatever but you know but thank you in, <laughs> thank you in terms of you're helping us get to that 100 and that's what we're going after so yeah exactly whoever wins you this prize part so whoever wins this prize pack will thank you because yeah. had it been at 95 nope so this yeah. one goes to wolf claw mcjew okay <laughs> That's, that's a name five stars they uh wolf claw mcjew said aneke and james are hilarious insightful dewey duo taking on pop culture in our current terrifying political climate as yeah. a trans as a trans woman it's uplifting to find a show with two minority leads tackling issues i am interested involved in personally with a serious but witty manner Ooh, mm, I like that. Oh, thank i you. will take i'll take that a little bit of wit. Yes. So thank you. So yeah, you can go to iTunes. Oh, and this is the thing. I just found this out. It's mm-hmm. easier more now than ever to write a review on iTunes. I don't know if you know this, but no, you can literally just open up your, um, I, I, if you can open up your podcast app, you can rate it right through the app. Before oh. you had to go onto iTunes and log in. It was super complicated. Now you yeah. can just literally fire up your app and you'll be able to write a review right from there. So it's so easy. You could do oh, it right now. Yeah, just do it. That'd be awesome. And we thank you for doing it. Thank you. Um, I have a tweet, tweet, tweet of the week. Tweet, tweet, tweet of the week. Okay, this one is from at Cardimum. And it is in response. Basically, Cardimum is shouting out all these awesome podcasts for International Podcast Day, which I think was a couple days ago. Yeah. And they gave us a shout out. Well, and hello. it goes... At Minority Corner uses voices from marginalized communities to teach everyone how to make the world a better place every week. <sighs> so thank you. And they also thank a lot of other Maximum Fun podcasts as well. So glad to be a part of the family. So thank you yeah, for that tweet. That so was awesome. good to be a part of the family. And I feel like that's what we did this week, this week too. We really were, you know, I think that we, you and I strive so hard to try to make the world a better place and mm, always mm-hmm. looking for those ways that we can, you know, get involved. Self, It's a lot. It is a lot, but you know what? That is what we are here to do. It is our calling. Yeah, definitely. You know, whatever little bit helps, it helps us too. So community is always number uno. Speaking of getting involved, there are two things to plug here in, in terms of fundraising. Dollars speak. Like Beyonce said, you better yeah. cut my check. Wait, no, what was well, it? That was the wrong one. She did say that. She did say that. But that's not the quote. What's the Beyonce quote? It was best revenge is with your paper. But this is kind of you don't want to really get (laughs) revenge. That's true. 
you know, revenge uh, against nature, I guess, would be the best <laughs> thing for this. Revenge against, like, terrible, like, the fact that this money isn't already here to help, you know, yeah. Americans in Puerto Rico, which, you know, right. um, that it is revenge. It's revenge against the, the establishment's inability to properly, properly fund its infrastructure, its, mm-hmm. its, 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 its country, its, its states. Um, mm-hmm. But our military looking good. Right? Like, what? Yeah, I know. So what we're asking for you guys to do is to donate towards Puerto Rico. They they are still hurting. And hurting. now our president is, like, getting trying to start a slap fight over Twitter when they mm-hmm. have way better things they need to be focusing on. Um, so um, one place that you can donate is the Hispanic Federation. So it's HispanicFederation.org. They are donating towards Puerto Rico. Lin-Manuel Miranda also stumps for them. So definitely. Oh, mm-hmm. that's how I got, that's how I downloaded it. I, I got an email from Lin-Manuel Miranda. Ooh, and okay. um, I think yeah. this one was from MoveOn.org. Um, yes. But I, do- I donated. I got the email from Lin. And I- see those emails, those celebrity emails, they do work. They do I'm work. Always- I'm always planning on donating, but there's something about like the one, the right celebrity that pops up. You're like, what? Okay, Deborah Messing, like, I'm sure, on it. I'll do okay. it. Okay, I was exactly. gonna do it, but you know what? Do it now. So do it now. Take a moment right now. Get you know, yeah. I you know, and I, I'm striving. I haven't quite reached this, but to to tie ten percent of my my earnings to different charitable organizations mm, and whatnot. That's good. That's because good I to you, get back. I just don't believe that you know my government is not gonna do enough. So it's like mm-hmm. honestly, like we have to take care of each other and our people. It's so, so true. It's so um, true. And I think the move on, um, do you have the website for the move on one? It wasn't an email. Okay. Is it the I same one? I think I, ha- no, it's different. And I saw oh, that okay. he's stumping for that one too. It's act.moveon.org. Look so at once you. you type in that, then it will take you directly to the, the Puerto Rico um, fund. So I love having a library, librarian yeah, on this team. It. The I other one, I w- this is the only one that I found just because a friend of mine posted this. Um, yes. This is for, because again, I realize I am guilty. I have not done enough since the last massacre to heavily get involved in fighting mm. and gun control, not fighting gun control, um, fighting for gun control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's enough people fighting gun control. Um, and I don't, I just don't like my, I'm just afraid. Like I don't, who's, I don't want it to be myself. Well, if it is me, like if, it, if I get killed by a senseless like gun oh or something God. or whatever, just putting this yeah. out there. Y'all heard this. Uh-oh. Shut this shit down and get involved and stop these guns. Like if anything, if mm. I go down by a gun, please, that's all I ask for you. Just get involved with dark. shutting down gun control. It's not meant to be. It's meant to be empowering. Okay, okay. And the second but thing is, I want to come back as a tree. Plant me as a tree. Um, So you've heard it here. The two things I asked for. I don't know how much we can help you with that, but we could definitely fight the fight. Just let my mom know. No, you can't come back as a tree. They will put your body into something and I want to become as a tree. Okay, yeah, okay. Yes, I've seen that. Uh, There you go. I thought you meant like put your soul into it. I was like, I don't think we have the ability to do that yet. (laughs) Somebody out there can. Um, (laughs) No, I mean like, I want to come back as a tree. Um, And... uh, (laughs) I and then you can do minority corner with me by the tree underneath the tree. Oh, that's nice. This is okay. So. <laughs> okay. Um, there's an, one organization. Every town for gun safety is one that mm. I have heard of. Um, mm. if there are more, tweet them out to Minority Corner. Um, get uh, or um post them in the Minority Corner Kids Club or what playground? Playground. <laughs> Oh, I do that man. all the time. Well, okay, that's thank it. you guys. Follow us on Minority Corner with a K on Twitter, Minority Corner on Facebook, Minority Corner Kids Playground. I'm on Instagram at uh, James Arthur M. I just one word. 
James at someone, the end. Someone, someone to find. And if you're going to be I'm at on Con- Twitter too. And if I you're going to be at Con- Oh, yes. What's your Twitter? Ms. Fitzy. Yeah, you better get yes. in there. She got yeah. some witty twits. I'm going to be, at, um, if you're listening to this on Friday and you're at Comic Con, well, come on by. Come find me. I yeah. am going to be at Comic Con Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I am hosting shows for Marvel Thwip, so just find out where Marvel Thwip is going to be. I'm wow. also going to be, if you're not at Comic Con, check into the Marvel Thwip live stream, because I'll be on the live stream as well, uh, interviewing ce- interviewing celebrities and doing crazy things as well. So get in, if you can't make it to Comic Con, we got you covered. Find us at Marvel Thwip. So exciting. Everybody wish James luck. And... Have yeah. a good week. Well, thank you so much for listening. We know you have many choices and who you do listen to. Next time we'll see you, it'll be our 100th episode. We're oh on break God. next week, so find an episode that is your favorite. And maybe tweet it out. Tweet out yeah. to your friends of which fa- episode is your favorite. And feel free to wish us a happy 100th when the 100th episode comes on. We're going to do hashtag Minority Corner 100. Ooh, and we love you all. Yeah, we love you. And thanks for listening. Thank you. How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right, dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah, I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat Rocks. Every week on Inside Pop, we take turns recommending something great from the world of pop culture to each other. And in the month of October, we're going big, very big, with the Big Sell 30. Every day for 30 days, we're going to suggest some type of pop culture to check out. Things that may not be on your radar, but will be well worth trying. From TV to music to movies and more, the Big Cell 30 is as irresistible as a Jedi mind trick. As convincing as an Annalise Keating closing argument. And as seductive as Miguel singing a ballad shirtless and slightly sweaty. Follow us on Twitter at Pop Insiders for daily Big Cells and listen to Inside Pop every week for Big Cells from some special guests. The Big Cell 30 starts October 1st and runs every day of the month on Inside Pop. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.